Hello, and welcome to episode 40 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is the only podcast where I interview some of the nicest and funniest people I know from the internet. They're the friends of the show, and this week's friend is Billy at White Green. Uh, We have a chat about the early days of Twitter. He tells me what it's like when you have problems on vacation. And he gets down to answering a lot of very great questions submitted by our listeners. So thank you to everyone who sent a question. Please follow at FOTSPod on Twitter and send your question for a future guest. And now, Friends of the Show, episode 4-0 with Green. Chance favors the prepared mind. favors the prepared mind i believe it was louis pasteur and also the bad guy in under siege 2 dark territory (laughs) uh so that's a great quote thank you for choosing that and welcome to the podcast billy thank you steven and it's uh pretty cool to be on all right so for the listeners billy is one of the funniest and also nicest folks who does the jokes on twitter he is beloved in many online circles and i'm very excited to chat with him this week on the podcast so where are you from tell us about yourself let's get to know you i am from indiana i currently live in indiana and uh just moved back here about six months ago from Atlanta, and uh, pretty excited to be back in in the area. My wife and I have traveled around the the country a little bit for work, uh, I guess really for about the last 15 years. So hopefully this is our our final move, and uh, we're we're settled down for the the long term. Well, that's very exciting. So moving from uh, hot Atlanta, was it too hot? It was too hot for me. Uh, (laughs) I, I... like to do a lot of things outdoors, uh, mostly athletics, and uh, my body had a hard time with it. Just being in the intense humidity, uh, things like bike riding and, and running. So that was kind of a struggle for me. So I, I didn't like that part of it, but uh, it, it was pretty nice for the winter seasons because it didn't snow while I was down there. Uh, so that, that part was great. So now we're in the midst of pretty big winter storm here in Indiana, and I'm, I'm kind of missing Atlanta at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you can't have it both ways. Either suffer through the sweltering heat and humidity, or you deal with snowstorms like we do up here uh, in the Northeast. So that's good. Um, so what sort of athletics uh, were you into? Sort of bike riding and uh, jogging or, or what? Yeah, I, and right before we moved down, I had uh, I had been doing some triathlons, and uh, I did a, a half Ironman, actually, the day before we got in the car and, and drove down to Atlanta. <laughs> oh man! So I, I, at that point in time, I was doing a lot of a lot of biking and a lot of running. And when I got down to Atlanta, I still biked and ran a little bit. I stopped swimming. I haven't swim since then. But now that I'm back here, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into to triathlon again. Oh, that's very exciting. Yes, triathletes are very uh, fit individuals. So we must mention that you are incredibly in shape <laughs> from what I've seen. So that's very good. Uh, something to aspire to. Uh, I would like to be as in shape as you. So maybe I should start doing triathlons. Absolutely. <laughs> You'd recommend it? Yeah, it's a pretty friendly community. That that's one of the things that uh, that I was surprised by. I guess kind of uh, you know, just like like Twitter. Once you get involved with it, there's most people are good and 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 friendly, and it's just uh, it's a nice way to be active, not just from a fitness standpoint, but socially. Oh, that's very cool. So, which is your favorite part of the triathlon? Is it the biking? Is it the running? Is it the swimming? For me, it was. It was the swimming only because prior to uh, to training for those specific events, I had never swam in my, my life, really like, uh, I guess, lap swimming more than anything. So when I did it uh, in the, it's a one mile swim and we did it in Lake Michigan. Oof. So it was really the first time I'd ever done anything like that, like a really big open water swim. 
And uh, I'm not a good swimmer still. <laughs> I completed it, but that was, I guess you could look at it as like a bucket list item for me. So that was definitely my favorite part. Uh, the easiest part for me was the the bike, though. So that that part was the the least taxing on my body. But so you're a the nat- swimming was definitely <laughs> the coolest for me. You're a natural cyclist, um, but yeah, that open water swimming seems extra crazy because you, yeah, you're doing it in like a lake most of the time or some sort of natural body of water, not like a pool where there's no waves. <laughs> it's a little bit more challenging, right? It was, and uh, thank thankfully for me. The event was in August and it was still pretty warm, so it was considered a, a wetsuit legal race, and wetsuits give you a little bit more buoyancy, and uh, so that helped me out quite a bit, not being a very strong swimmer. Uh, but it was very, very wavy the the day that we we did the race, and uh, that that part I was not used to. I mean, I had done all my training at a pool, so, it, but it, it, again, I made it through, and it was it was a lot of fun. Very cool. Next time you got to train in one of those wave pools. Yeah, I'll go to uh, Six Flags and do do the majority of my training there. It's a good idea. Get out of the way, kid. I'm training for an Ironman. Very neat. So, uh, so Indian Indiana. The, what do we got up there? The Pacers, the Colts, that sort of area. I'm about uh, 90 miles from Chicago, so I, I grew up as a Chicago fan. So Cubs, Bulls, Bears, uh, not much of a hockey fan, but I, I, I always like seeing the Blackhawks do well. The Hawks, the Bears, the Bulls, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you grew up Absolutely. in that in that. I mean, era. I was going Yicka. through um, <laughs> high school, like right when Michael Jordan was at his peak. So that Ooh. was... The, the coolest thing was to see them win, you know, so many championships, have them retire, come back and win more championships. Very cool. That's some dynasty era stuff. That's uh, legendary performances. Well, He's we the best. Yeah, that's very cool. We have the Raptors and they're doing pretty good this year. So uh, fingers crossed for them. And, and a shout out to uh, all our Toronto Raptors fans who are listening. This could be their year. So I think that gives us a very nice idea about you. And I guess you mentioned that you're tra- uh, you travel quite a bit uh, with your wife. And I think that leads nicely into your story, which I have titled National Lampoon's Costa Rican Vacation. Yeah, this was – I should preface it by saying ultimately it was, a, it was an excellent vacation and one of the – probably the best trip that – that I've ever taken. I think that my wife has ever taken, but for us to get it underway, it was just a, I, I won't call it a nightmare, but it was almost comically uh, bad the, just the first day. And so we flew into um, San Juan and it's r- really in the, the, the Northern part of Costa Rica. And uh, our final destination was on the, the Southern part a uh, beachside in uh, Puerto Viejo and uh, it, it's about a five-hour drive and we decided that th- this was going to be really our first kind of adventure vacation as opposed to going like an all-inclusive resort or somewhere in the, the states where you know you just you, you're in your own comfort zone so we flew in and rented a car and we stayed a night in San Juan, and then the plan was to get up the next day and, and drive down to Puerto Viejo. And uh, the good thing for us was that it's basically, it's kind of just highway driving. It, you, there, I think there were really only two highways to uh, that, that you had to get on in order to get down there. And so we get up the next day, and it's pretty early just because it was a five-hour drive, and we wanted to make sure we had plenty of time once we got down there to get settled in. And uh, we get on the road we're probably 20 minutes outside of San Juan on the highway. And then all of a sudden traffic has just, just stopped completely. And we sat there for probably about an hour just thinking, well, traffic's going to free up at some point. We'll be able to drive through and, you know, we just lose an hour. Well, eventually there's this guy on a bicycle. He's, he's an ice cream salesman. He's <laughs> on a bicycle. It's one of those, uh, tricycles. Actually. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the, what are those guys? Dickies or driving something? or riding down the, the middle of the highway backwards and uh, meeting against traffic and he's just yelling mañana 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 and I, I know a little bit of Spanish I'm like okay so that means tomorrow but that's not the the full story and there was actually an American tourist right behind us in the car behind us and he, he gets out of his car and he talks to the ice cream guy he obviously knew Spanish so 
I got out of the car and I went back and we talked for a little bit. And he's like, yeah, the guy's saying that the, the road's closed. It won't be open until tomorrow. We're like, oh, that, that's terrible. I mean, our <laughs> reservation is down in Puerto Viejo and we'd like to get there and you know start our vacation. So at the rental car place the night before, I had uh, rented GPS just in case because I'm like extra nervous, <laughs> yeah. super sheltered guy. I'm like, okay, let's play it safe. And uh, so my wife and I start talking and we're like, well, we could go across the country. You can drive across the country, not use the highways, and uh, and you can still get there. It just takes a little bit longer. So we're, okay, well, we have this other American tourist. He's going to do the same thing because he's, he's kind of going in our direction. And uh, we'll kind of tag team it. It'll be fine. So we decide to do that. And uh, immediately after we get turned around and are starting to head the other direction, it starts raining and it's like the torrential downpour rain. It's the worst rain that I still to this day have ever, ever seen. Ooh, that's that real rainforesty rain. It, exactly. I mean, it was, it was just buckets. And, uh, so we're starting to navigate cross country in, in Costa Rica, literally through the, through the mountains. And we're, we're not even halfway there yet. And all of a sudden the GPS gives out. <laughs> and uh, realized that it wasn't charging in the car. The the car charger did not work. So oh, no. GPS was 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 done. I hope you got so a refund. We're, we're using a map that's in the back of like this tourist book that, that my wife had brought with us for you know, let's find all these things to do. And uh, we're I, I guess to make the the long story short from a travel perspective, it ended up taking us eleven hours to get down to to our, our, uh, our destination. Oof. So finally we're, we're pulling in, into this, this town, Puerto Viejo, and the electricity is out everywhere in the entire town. <laughs> and, uh, we get to our little beach, beach house resort area where we were staying. And, uh, we pull up to the gate, we ring the buzzer and, uh, this guy comes out, he's the property manager. He comes out and I'm not kidding you. He was three sheets to the wind, just completely drunk. <laughs> he's got a glass of wine in his hand, and he's got uh, one of those flashlight headbands. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the power's out <laughs> everywhere. Can't see anything. So he gets us kind of like checked into the uh, um, or the hut or the house that we're, we're renting, and the power's out. And he's like, you know, sometimes this happens, but uh, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be back on by morning. If you guys just want to get settled in, we'll have some breakfast for you in the morning and, and all of that. And we're like, okay, all right. And my wife at this point is just basically frazzled. This, this was the, not to say that I'm overbearing or anything, but this was the first time that, that she had ever planned a trip like for us on her own. I, I, I literally did nothing for this. And the, she's frazzled. She's like, this is awful. I can't believe we're, we're going to be down here for another seven days. And, you know, this is how bad it is. So finally, we kind of get settled in and we're we're like, well, we don't have any food. You want to drive back into town and see if we can see if we can find some food. So we, we kind of drive back into town and sit down to, to eat dinner. And... Uh, as soon as the waitress brings us our food, my poor wife just starts bawling right there at the <laughs> table. And she's just like so distraught, so emotionally, you know, drained. Mm -hmm. And here we are for another seven days in this environment where we don't, you know, completely out of our comfort zone. And, uh, and that was pretty much it. I mean, it was just a, a crazy day, crazy long day, challenges all over the place. The, the last the bit of uneasiness that we had was uh, when we finally that night went back to the uh, the beach house, the power was actually on. So we were happy about that. Uh, the bathroom was an outdoor bathroom, but it was <laughs> not like a porta potty, anything like that. It was just an open air outdoor bathroom. And that's where the shower was. And that's where the toilet was. And so my wife is finally like, well, I'm going to go out there and take a shower and, and uh, just get comfortable. And then, you know, we'll go to bed. I'm like, OK. So she walks out the door and like two minutes later, she comes walking back in. She's like, there's a bat in the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, just one thing after another. <laughs> so we call the the drunk guy and uh, he's he gets on the phone. He's he's like, well, it, it's, it's going to be it's a bat. We're not used to bats in the bathroom. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the guy comes, he shoes it out with the with the broom, and and that was pretty much it. So we went to bed that night, just completely drained, emotionally devastated, and then uh, we got up the next day, and it ended up being an amazing vacation. It was it was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I guess my takeaway from it is, you know, just have a positive attitude and go with the flow a little bit, and uh, you, you know, you'll you'll be fine. But. I still look back fondly on uh, on that terrible day, and now I'm like, yeah, but it was. Now I look back, and it's it's a it's a decent story, but it was a lot of fun at the time. I wish I would have just taken a step back and enjoyed more of it rather than be stressed out about it. Yeah, that's the key. Like travel can be very stressful, but then you know, at the end of the day, you still got to, to enjoy your delightful vacation. You got to see some sun and surf. And, uh, yeah, so you got all your stress out of the way on the day one and then, uh, you got to relax for the rest of the days. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was really good. Yeah. I, I, I look back on it and, uh, I, I because neither of us have had really traveled that much, um, outside of, outside of the U S or into Mexico where it's pretty, you know, pretty tame. And, uh, so all of, all of those experiences are probably, you know, like normal occurrences for really worldly travelers. But for us, it was, you know, we, we weren't, uh, we weren't ready for it. Yeah. And, uh, next time you can brush up on some Espanol, right? So then you can converse with the locals. Absolutely. The only other word I knew if, if he was saying bibliotheque, I would have been good. I would have understood. <laughs> Library. Okay. Biblioteca. Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> a classic sentence all right well i'm glad that you survived and you made it uh through that vacation and i think you just recently got back from another vacation you're a vacation pro you were just in uh, mexico was it that's right we went with um my wife's family we went down to um where did we stay uh we were at a all-inclusive resort and uh i mean it was pretty relaxed, and it, we're we're well taken care of. There was no uh, misadventures trying to go through the mountains in a monsoon. Yeah, uh, but we, yeah, so it was fun. We went down and uh, stayed with her parents for three days, and then uh, they flew back. Her brother was there as well. Uh, they flew back after three days, and then we stayed for another four just by ourselves. So it was kind of a nice split to, oh, to hang out nice. with family and and spend time with them. And then, and then have some normal alone time, you know, just for us to, to relax and chill. Now, that's a great vacation. Sounds very relaxing. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> did you have those that was, was all inclusive? So did you carry on those like big Bubba mugs or whatever? That's kind of like a thing. <laughs> no, not quite like that. But yeah, the, the drinks were very free flowing, but... But we did not have any any big bubble mugs. <laughs> yeah, because that's like a that's the pro move that you see all the uh, those experienced all inclusive people do, where they <laughs> they drop their towels and reserve their <laughs> chairs by the pool, and they get their big bubbas refilled all the time. It's just uh, yeah, we we weren't we weren't quite uh, that aggressive with the with the beverages, but we <laughs> we did have fun. That's great. All right, well, I'm glad that you've enjoyed your vacation, and now that brings us into our talking Twitter segment. Bah, 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 bah. So it says here on the internet that you joined Twitter in April 2009. Is that correct? It it is. I. Uh, well, that's I guess when I registered my account, but yeah. uh, I I don't think I became an active user really until maybe 2012. Okay, I, I probably started tweeting, but certainly not like uh, like what I do today. But you locked in the account in 2009. So that means you've been on Twitter for almost a cool decade. I know it's strange to think that. Yeah. Now, now tell us what was it like in the olden days of Twitter? Do you remember those early heady days when you weren't tweeting much? What was going on on Twitter? I honestly, I I think I registered the account and then I probably didn't touch it for three years. I don't even think I browsed. Um, just locked in that handle. Then, <laughs> oh, what was that? You just locked in the handle. You didn't want anyone to steal your <laughs> your handle. Yeah, pretty much. My handle was uh, kind of a carryover from an online forum. So I was internet savvy, I guess, for for a while. And I locked it. You're right. I locked in the handle, but didn't really start browsing until probably 2012. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, it was I was really browsing mostly uh, 
like jokes. I think back to, to then, I think a lot of the people that I followed were just were just jokers. I didn't really use it for, for news or anything like that. It was just, I, th- I think, to get a daily dose of humor. Yeah, and that's what we all love to do, uh, myself included. That's what I use Twitter for, and occasionally it keeps me up to date on <laughs> happenings uh, around the world. But yeah, mostly for the jokes. All right, so yeah, you were back, uh, I mean, even in 2012, that was still sort of pretty early days people were still using hashtags a lot <laughs> and stuff um i remember i was using uh hashtags as punchlines back in 2012 when i first started so uh, what has been a memorable experience on twitter what was your most memorable like interaction or experience or something that happened uh on twitter yeah it's probably you know, I, I guess I'll look back to maybe two years ago or so when I started trying to write jokes, at least. And uh, I was really just sending out tweets, sending out tweets. And, and I, I didn't look at Twitter, I guess, or I didn't probably didn't understand Twitter as a, a social environment. I, I just thought, well, people just post jokes and then they get a bunch of followers and you know, it's fun. And uh so I did that for a while and my account didn't grow. I, I didn't, I, I probably wasn't writing good jokes either. I mean, I could go back and look at them. <laughs> I, I don't think they're that great, but there were a couple people that reached out to me and said, Hey, are you writing jokes? And I'm like, yeah. And the, so they introduced me to, to DM rooms and, uh, the, the pale space writer, or pale, pale writer at the time, he's the pale space writer. Now mm-hmm. he was uh, one of those guys that, kind of took me into DM rooms and, you know, helped foster, I think, more of a, a creative type of thinking and more like a, if you want to, to write jokes that people will respond to, you know, here's some different ways to think about it. Uh, so that part really opened me up to the the social side of it, which is, to be honest, that's probably more what I, what I use it for today than anything else. I mean, I, I still write some jokes now and then, but some of the relationships that I've created are probably more important to me than, than, than the jokes. And I, I, that's, so that's probably the, the most impactful experience that I've had is kind of the transition from just pushing tweets out to actually having relationships with, with some of the, some of the people that I've met. Yes, that's great. And that's why we're all here. Uh, that's why I have the podcast, just to share some of my Twitter pals. Uh, and it's great, yeah, getting to know different people uh, through this social medium that we all love uh, called Twitter. So that's lovely. Shout out to Pale Space Rider. Everyone should go check him out. And now the next question from Talking Twitter is, what's the weirdest thing that has happened to you on Twitter? Woo, it's a weird place. Well, this this is this is pretty funny. I guess. I mean, I think it's funny. But after maybe a year of being more consistent with with some of the jokes, and uh, it, after I think my account had grown a little bit. I mean, I was maybe around fifteen hundred followers. I, I don't I, honestly, I don't remember. But uh, I got a direct message from a guy who was managing a company. And uh, it was basically at Ygreen underscore energy, something like something like that. I, I don't remember the, the, the handle, but uh, he wanted to to he, he wanted my handle and he because that is his company name. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he more or less said um, some of your tweets wouldn't represent the, the company very well if somebody was searching for, you know, information on us. And uh, at that point, <laughs> I was kind of like, well. Listen, dude, I know I write bad jokes, but you know, I mean, you don't need to take a shot at me for it. Yeah, it's not going to tank your company. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, but I, I kind of got a kick out of it because I've, I've pretty much always had the same avatar. And I'm like, if, if somebody's going to search for your company and they see my avatar and a dumb joke, I don't know if they're going to associate it to you. But uh, I always kind of get a kick out of that because the, the, the guy uh, DM'd me and, and wanted my handle and but luckily and for that you, really, that's... I, kinda, I stopped responding to him at some point, and it's been moot ever since. Yeah, I mean, luckily for you, you were in, gotten in there at April two thousand and nine, just to lock it in, and that's why. That's exactly why. So we should mention. I don't think I mentioned your handle. It's Y Green Y G R E N E. And uh, what's the story behind that? I guess you mentioned that was from a uh, a bulletin board, the earlier version of. Uh, 
internet yeah. chat rooms? Actually, it, it goes back to uh, an old file sharing program called WinMX. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but mm, no. I, I used to uh, share music a lot. That was way back before it was highly illegal, I guess. But uh, the name, I started with that name then, and it was just energy backwards. That's all it was. I'm giving away all my, my secrets here. But <laughs> ever ever since that file sharing app, almost any uh, any online forum that I've ever belonged to, I've, I've used that handle. So it made sense to carry it over to Twitter, I guess. Yeah, that's very cool. Secrets out, everybody. <laughs> but uh, interesting to know because people pronounce it different ways. Uh, why green? Is that how you pronounce it? I, uh, you know what? I won't say. Okay. We're going to keep a little bit of mystery. All right. Keep the it, mystery. So. That's fine. I, yeah, I say, I kind of say like yig, yig, <laughs> yig green. Yeah, uh, and, and that, that could be correct. We just, we don't know. We don't know what the true pronunciation, pronunciation is, but just know that's what I, how I say it. I, so I call you like yiggy, <laughs> yiggy for short. Yeah. Yugreni. Yiggy, yiggy. Yeah. All right. The next question about Twitter is, have you had any fun interactions with a celebrity or brand? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I have. I, not with a, with a brand, but I, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that's pretty cool. If you think of some of the people who are pretty active or I, I, I think within our space, people like Mark Hoppus and, and Mara Wilson, or j- just to name a few. And uh, I mean, Lin Manuel, Manuel uh, creator of yeah. Hamilton. He's, he's re- retweeted me a couple to- or a couple times, but oh, yeah. uh, you know I've never had a direct interaction with him. Um, but I think about those people, and you, you, I, I have DM'd once with with Mara, and uh, so I, that's probably about as close as it's been. Very cool, though. Yeah, those are the those are the big names um, who still sort of hang around, are very active on Twitter, and uh, yeah, retweet some jokes, tell jokes on Twitter. It's it's really fun. Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda has a lot of fun on there, and yeah, he likes to uh, share jokes. Um, a few of the friends of the show have been retweeted by him, and it's great. He has such a huge reach that it, it any Lin Manuel Miranda retweet could rocket a tweet up to becoming your your most popular immediately. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I guess for, for me, just as somebody that's putting jokes out there, it's kind of cool to have somebody like that who's obviously um, very talented, very accomplished for for them to take some kind of note of your tweet and, and to, to retweet it. So it's it's kind of a cool feeling. Yeah, it feels good. Feels nice when you get uh, that sweet, sweet retweet. From someone you respect. All right. So the next final questions about talking Twitter, there are two. This first one is what? Who would be your dream follow back? Now that is someone that you currently follow, who you would love a follow back. Oh, that's a good question. Um, that uh, maybe let's go to the the second question. I'll I'll try and come back to that. <laughs> All right. Well, I, it, I, I it's really the same. It's a similar question, but it gets much harder. The ultimate dream follow back. Now, this is any person, real or fictional, living or dead. <laughs> real or fictional, living or dead. Wow. Yeah, it um, covers it all. So any any person from the history of time, immemorial, real or not. <laughs> That is, well, just uh, based on my quote from coming from, you know, under siege, I, I guess Steven Seagal. I'd love to have a Steven Seagal follow. Boom, Steven that Seagal. Be, yeah. That, he, like, that, that's not real, but that's that's what I'm going to go with for, for right, right now. now. <laughs> well, you could also um, have the character from under siege that he plays, right? Have that guy. Casey <laughs> Ryback. That is a good one, too. That is very good. <laughs> yeah. So you could have either of those. No, I uh, yeah, I I I'm I, sorry, Stephen. I I don't have anybody that uh, that I follow today. That I, I guess if I had to say one of the um, people that I follow that don't follow back that I really like their tweets and I mean they're just very creative and it's uh, sometimes off the wall. But at Vineal, okay, yeah, yeah, very good uh, account there. 
so yeah, I, I I really like like his stuff, I guess. Yeah, really crazy, off the wall, but so funny, like absurd, but <laughs> just uh, it really strikes that funny bone. Absolutely. All right, and that brings us to the end of that segment. Thank you for sharing those answers. Now we get into the tweets themselves. Now you have selected one of your tweets to share with us. Would you like to share it? Yes, absolutely. I, I'm going to double check to make sure that. Uh, I remember which one I shared with you. Double check. Check on the internet. Checking the online. Oh, it's Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts yeah. is the name of this tweet. Yeah, so that was probably my first uh, tweet that had any kind of success. And it, and it's less about the, the success of the tweet and more about the story of, of why. And so this was, again, way back when I was just pushing stuff out there. And uh, I, I guess I just didn't have a sense for... Uh, kind of content that that other people would would enjoy i was just pushing out stuff that i thought was funny and it, and it wasn't <laughs> so um i am space girl i had a tweet call and she said you know send jokes and and uh, so i did i probably sent her two two of my jokes that i thought were were good and uh she didn't retweet either of those but she went to my timeline and scrolled down through the through the tweets that i had on my timeline and uh, she retweeted this one and this one caught her eye yeah, and it was the the cool thing about that was like here's this person I I don't know at the, at that time I didn't know her I, and she didn't know me, but uh, she had the wherewithal to kind of say okay well the stuff you sent in isn't that great <laughs> but but I'll go check your timeline and see if you do have anything else that's good and and she did so I, I always thought that was really generous and after some time I I got to know her. And uh, we're in a couple rooms together, and, and uh, she's just just an excellent person. And that, to me, that kind of sums up the whole experience uh, of Twitter for me is, you know, it used to be about just tweeting mindlessly into the abyss, and now it's really a little bit more about relationships and uh, having friends that I, you know, interact with. It sure is, and we should give a shout-out to Sky at I Am Space Girl. Uh, Space Girl Incognito, everyone should be following her. She is the best. All right, now hit us with this tweet. Oh, it's, uh, read it. It's in brackets, opening Pop-Tarts, I find Ninja Stars. Me, what the hell? Pop-Tart sails by me and lodges into the cabinet. Ninja behind me, what the hell? It's just <laughs> kind of bizarre. And uh, I, I remember this, uh, just a couple other notes on this one. This one was complete spur of the moment. The thought just popped into my head, and I captured it in a draft, and and that was it. And then I uh, I think I ended up tweeting it later in that that day that I that I thought about it. But uh, that also kind of triggered me to, I guess, simplify the process and not try to overthink things. Mm, yeah. So some of those ones where it just comes to you and you just tweet it right away or, you know, draft it, but then post it same day. Uh, those ones are sort of the ones where, you know, <laughs> just how it comes to you all completely formed, like a fully formed idea. Those ones tend to be better because you can, you feel it from the get go. <laughs> it's not something that you're sort of tinkering around with uh, in drafts. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, those are, so that's a very good one. <laughs> I love picturing the ninja being like, what the hell? <laughs> So, and I have selected one of your tweets to share with the listeners, and the tweet that I have selected is this. Hey, nerd, who brings a friggin' book to a bar? My eyes narrow as I close my worn copy of Advanced Techniques for Winning Barroom Brawls. <laughs> I'm going to beat that guy up. <laughs> Excellent. That's a very, very nice reading of the tweet, by the way, Stephen. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm assuming that you've been in many barroom brawls. <laughs> actually, I have. I am a pretty rough and tumble character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, no, actually, that, that it's funny that we're talking about the tweets that just pop into your mind. And then uh, because I would say probably 97% of my tweets are the tweets that just kind of pop in and I, I send them out. That one was was not. That's probably one of three that I that I actually worked on over the course of a couple of days to get it just the way that I I felt like it had to be. So you had the general idea, but then maybe the wording for advanced techniques for winning barroom brawls. <laughs> Is that what you tinkered yeah, with? Yeah, 
And I, I think I remember that one took me a little while to get down to 140. Whatever I had initially was not 140 characters. Oh yeah, see that was the old <laughs> that was the old Twitter where you had to you know edit and <laughs> you know care, be careful with your word selection. Not anymore. The good old days. The good old days. Well, thank you very much. Those are great tweets. Everyone should be following Y Green here. Uh, and now we get into your tweet picks from others. Now, do you want to hit us with one of your uh, tweet picks from other pals? Yeah, I'll start with uh, the one from Merman5. And uh, obviously, he's got a million just hilarious big tweets in this this one isn't uh, you know super big from a, a like and, and retweet perspective but it i it is absolutely hands down my favorite tweet of his so i'll read it and then i'll, I'll go into a, a little bit why i guess it says i don't get why you have to call my wife and then in asterisks librarian ignores me while on phone your husband is here trying to check out a book about ramps <laughs> and the, I think the thing about his tweets, most of them anyway, that are so great is that he can completely set a scene and, uh, and set the emotions in like two sentences. And he's just, it feels like he's so good at it. And, uh, the thing I like about that one the most is like, I identify with the, the guy trying to check out the book and I identify with the librarian too. So I, <laughs> I, that would totally be me where I'm trying to do something that's just going to end up getting me in trouble and somebody knows <laughs> they're going to tell my wife and be like, listen, he's at it again. You got to put a stop to it. This librarian is such a tattler, but, but I guess looking out for your best interest probably and maybe Absolutely. your wife's best interest. Oh uh, yeah. So Brent is great. Uh, everyone should be checking him out at merman five. That's two R's and the number five and he's one of the best. So we'll get into your second pick. From others, we should give an honorable mention to your uh, friend of the show, your pal Mild Sauce, who got the original pick, but in his classic Mild Sauce case, he has deleted it. So we picked a, a runner-up tweet, and it is from our good pal Sweatpants Share at House underscore Feminist, and her tweet is this. Please quit telling me to keep up the good work. The good work was an accident and impossible to replicate. <laughs> Uh, that is a great one. When it, when I love that so much. It, and it, again, I guess it's probably because I, I identify with it so much. There's, a, I guess I could think of it in terms of of tweets because there are times when I write tweets and they, you know, people are like, "Oh, that's so funny! That's so funny!" I'm like, I can never replicate that. I'll never be able to do that again. It's just that uh, anxious feeling, but. Uh, same thing with work and in personal life too. It's like, it just feels like sometimes those things happen by accident. You're like, okay, well I can never do that again, but <laughs> yeah, that was just a stroke of genius. Well, it's a great one. Everyone should be following Morgan at house underscore feminist. And I would say great picks, a couple of great picks there. So good one, Billy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now we get into everyone's favorite segment questions from twitter so uh, as i mentioned you are beloved online in many of the communities so we got a lot of great questions so let's get underway first question from friend of the show at Girdle, and brandon asks whose name is spelled correctly at bramper sandin underscore or mine only one can be correct also in a world where it's illegal to have exactly four wheels on a car how many wheels would they have? Both very good questions. <laughs> very uh, I, good I, questions. I, I guess I, I will have to say that uh, because he's asking the question, and uh, I'll just say Brandon's name is is spelled correctly. Is that fair? Can it's I say fair. That? Yeah. And if you listen to the show, you will learn how to spell his name. So go back and listen to that episode if you want to know. <laughs> And then uh, the second one was, I, I guess I'd have to I'd have to guess that the three wheels. You'd have to go with three. It feels like from a stability standpoint, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. And I, th I think we can all picture that the car from Mr. Bean. If you remember, there was that three wheeled car that always kept giving him trouble. So there you go, three wheels on a car. And the next question comes from friend of the show, Kevin, at Pan Midwest. 
The Pan Midwesterner asks three questions, and the first is, what makes Indiana the best state? The um, answer to that is, I don't know. I don't know that it is the best state. I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I guess I, I live here, but uh, I, I don't live here because I think it's the best state. Um, I guess because of the corn. The corn. That's final answer. <laughs> the corn. Well, it's unexpected. It was an unexpected answer, but uh, fair. And it's not just because you live there. It's very diplomatic that you, you say that it might not be the best, even though it is your current state. All right. Uh, his next question. When did you realize you were funny? That part, I mean, it, it, I, I will take that as a compliment. Thank you, Kevin, for for implicating that I am are, are funny. But well, uh, <clears throat> I would like to second it. So that's multiple people saying you're funny. So when did you realize it? Uh, you know, probably in in college more than anything else. I was a pretty quiet kid growing up. I'm still pretty quiet now, but uh, I think in college is when I opened up a little bit socially and, and just became a little bit more active. And it was probably then that uh, I developed my sense of humor more than, than anything else. All right. So you so, started yep. getting, started getting laughs around the dorm. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's it. Do you want to give a shout out to your alma mater? Uh, Purdue University, go Boilermakers. Purdue. Ah, I used to have a Purdue hat. I loved the the, lo- the logo. <laughs> so his final question from Kevin, can you teach us how to at? So I guess you're, at, uh, you're a prolific I, I, I at guess, replier. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I should apologize to a number of people on, <laughs> on Twitter. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's not something I do intentionally. It just kind of happens. Um, but yeah, Kev, I, I don't know if I, if that's a, a, a teachable quality, I, I think you, you, you either have it or, or, or you don't, I, it's uh, just, I don't uh, know. it's instinctual at this point, right? Yeah. You've been doing it so long. And if I did know how to teach it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to enable anyone else. <laughs> well, we all like a good at, but we all don't like a bad at, so, yeah. you know, there's a fine line. And it's hard to find, it's hard to walk that sweet sweet balance between good ats and bad. So we all need to we all do need to learn how to at reply a little bit better. I myself uh, used to be a bad adder, and I hope that I've gotten better over time. But uh, yeah, so thank you very much, Kevin, for those great questions. And the next question comes in from Allie, and I'm talking about at tragic Allie here. And she has this question for you. Dear Billy, one has to go. Which one can you live without? One, Peter Pan peanut butter. Or two, beans. It's, uh, she's taunting me a little bit with this question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are these two of your yeah, favorite things? Um, and I should say, one of, one of my... Uh, one of my most cherished relationships on uh, on Twitter is Allie. Oh. And uh, I will, I'll come clean with it. Beans would have to go. I, beans. Uh, I, I could never, I could never give up peanut butter. Peanut butter is one of your staples. How do you enjoy your peanut butter? Do you have it on sandwiches? Do you have it with fruit? What do you, what do you do? Yeah, just about any way you, you could imagine. Just, Sandwiches, fruit. I eat it by the spoonful. Just scoops, I yeah. just need a little bit of fat. I guess put it's it in a, shakes. Yeah, put it in shakes. Man, that's good. That, that'll give you a little bit of a boost right before you go out absolutely to, to run a triathlon <laughs> do a triathlon it, yeah it, it really is it's a, a great food for for triathlon i mean you burn so many calories sometimes it's hard to keep them in your body yeah a spoonful of peanut butter will sort that right out handful of beans not gonna do it <laughs> i mean i guess it would <laughs> but i don't know all right so it was peanut butter and it's specifically peter pan is that your brand <laughs> take a lot of flack for this but yes i i do have peanut butter and i do eat or eat peter pan and i do eat peter pan and uh but i i i'm open to other brands okay. it's not exclusive i have some jiff in the cupboard right now jiff you're a choosy mom <laughs> correct <laughs> that is correct <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Allie. Uh, and everyone should go check her out at Tragic Allie here. Very funny and nice Twitterer. And now we get into the question from Tom 
at Trojan Sauce. And his question, as always, is fuck, marry, kill. The Chipmunks, hmm. the Smurfs, Garfield. <laughs> I would kill Garfield, or is it Jarfield? Oh. <laughs> I would... Wow. <laughs> I guess I would marry the Smurfs. Okay. And I would... I'm, I'm going to keep my language <laughs> clean here. I would F the chipmunks. F the chipmunks, marry the Smurfs, and kill Garfield. So the marriage is sort of like one of those uh, sister wives <laughs> I guess. situation. Yeah. You got all the Smurfs in there. All right, great. And Tom asked another classic Tom question. Would you rather eat all your food by licking out of the roof of a kitten's mouth? The kitten doesn't like it, and it is scratchy. Or delete all your murder tweets. Woohoo! What a would you rather? I guess I will maybe show my true colors here, but I would I would delete all my murder tweets. Okay, maybe I'm a little <laughs> too picky about food and cleanliness. Right. But. Yeah. I licking the food off the roof of a kitten's mouth, and the kitten doesn't like it. <laughs> would be a very awkward way to go through life. No, thank you. I would murder my murder tweets. Yeah, <laughs> murder the murder tweets. Um, should we mention that you have a lot of murder tweets? <laughs> I guess so. And maybe I'll take this time to, again, not to uh, get rid of too much mystery behind my account, but I'm not a murderer. I don't want to ever be murdered. And uh, so I just kind of want to clear that up. I just like to tweet about murder, if right. that's okay. Okay, it's understandable. It's an interesting topic to tweet about. And, uh, yeah, we don't think you're a murderer. All right. <laughs> FBI, if you're listening, that should clear things up. Next question from friend of the show, Will, at Upside Down Trash. And Benjamin has asked, what is your favorite bean? The ooh, baked. Mmm, baked bean. Very good. Uh, is that like a kidney bean or a black bean? I, you know, I don't know what kind of bean it is, but uh, I'm, I'm just I, – I, I'm going to stick with baked. Okay, baked beans. Just a classic baked beans. Okay, and Will has another question of a personal nature. He asks, when are you going to come back to Philly so we can finish our barn burner NBA jam game? Very good question. Um, March. Oh, a definite answer. Wow, very good. And as you know, Philly just won the World Championships of National League football. So congratulations to Philadelphia on rioting in their city and greasing up those poles. Shout out to Will, and thank you very much for the questions. Um, so who won the NBA Jam game the first time? Uh, Will did. He every game that we played, he he destroyed me. Ah, he is a skilled video game player. All right, so now we get in to some questions from Matt McSee one, and I believe you wanted the first question stricken from the record. So if you want that, I won't read it. No, it's fine. Okay, so the question is, what's your favorite way to eat a hot dog? And I'm not gonna. I'm not going to pull any punches here. I uh, I eat them cold. No, absolutely. Did not 100%. see that coming. Did not see that coming. Just straight at the pack. No, I, I uh, quite honestly, my favorite way to eat a hot dog is uh, from the grill, mustard only. That's it. Oh, you're true Chicago style, and you'll fight anyone who puts ketchup on it, right? <laughs> absolutely, that is uh, a heinous crime. That's the classic uh, Chicago mo. All right. Very good. And he has asked multiple questions. So the second one from Matt is, what do you have to say for yourself, specifically with regards to this tweet? And the tweet is, murder scene, cop one, cause of death, cop two. We found this meme, cop one, cry face, cry face, cry face, cry face. Cop two, for Christ's sake, Johnson, don't look at it. (laughs) Cop one. He's dead. <laughs> so it's a classic murder scene tweet. And what do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, I, I guess we're, we, we're all people. 
and we grow and we learn with age and we develop and we change and I, I'll I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I think that was from 2016 that tweet. Yeah, I think you know we've we've all moved on, Matt. We've moved on from that time. All right. And the final question that Matt has put to you is, what are your most controversial chili-related opinions? Well, there there's a little bit of a a hubbub in some of the circles on Twitter in regards to whether chili should or should not have beans. Oh, okay. Uh, myself, I prefer chili with beans, but generally traditional chili does not have beans. So I, I, I take the, the stance of please include beans because I am a known bean enthusiast, <laughs> but uh, I, I do recognize that most traditional chilies don't have beans. And so it's, I, I'm, um, I'm fine with that statement. It's sort of like an opposite stance to your hot dog stance where traditional Chicago hot dog guys are like mustard only on a dog. And traditional chili people are like no beans in a chili. <laughs> but you've taken the opposite yep, stance. Yep, that's it. 100%. All right. I guess I'm a bit of a hypocrite in that way. I guess so. <laughs> you know, I guess Matt has really exposed some uh, some deep. Deep uh, questions that we need to ask. <laughs> and uh, if if I would expect anyone to do that, it would be Matt. Uh, Matt, you did it again, Matt. All right. So question um, from Joel Crass uh, is just a general, uh, what the hell, man? <laughs> Joel, I don't know. What the hell, Joel? Yeah, what the hell, Joel? What the hell's with that question? But thank you very much for the question, Joel. All right. So the next question. Well, I, sh- I should actually, <laughs> I should give a, a, a good shout out. We talked about uh, bats and uh, at replies and, and Joel has, a, he, he, he walks the line, but he's uh, he's pretty good with an at. He's a good at replier. Yeah. Uh, Joel yep. Kress, I think he's um, a Toronto based guy and he does music with a band every week or <laughs> something. Uh, talk to him about it. So we should give a shout out to that. Good, uh, good job, Joel, uh, on the music and the at replies. And thank you very much for your question, of course. The next question comes from D Duh at D underscore Dewitt. And he asks, Why do you keep sending me shirtless selfies? I, I'm sorry, Derek. I'll stop. I will stop <laughs> as of today. Derek, you ain't getting more shirtless selfies. I think you're going to come to regret this question. <laughs> Um, yep, so we should give a shout-out to him. He's another Canadian guy out in the, the wilderness, the wilds of the middle of our country. We got a few more questions rolling in. Again, I mentioned thank you everyone who has submitted a question at FOTS Pod. Uh, we got some great ones, and this next one is no different. It comes from at Sing with Taffy, and she asks, If owls are so smart, why do they just say who, who, who all the time? They want to know who let the dogs out. That's it. That's the answer. Oh, bringing it back to the Baja men who have still never found out. <laughs> Years later, this is this mystery will haunt them to their graves. So do they say they who? Or do, do they say hoot? Do they say who? Or do they say hoot? That's a good question. For Taffy, <laughs> get back to us. We'll fire it back at her. Yeah, we're putting it back on you, Taffy. All right. So we got another question. He comes in from Danny at Dundlewood, and he has another weirdo question, and it is, how dare you? A lot similar to, a lot similar to Joel Crass's question. <laughs> I guess I would respond to Danny's question with Joel's question. What the hell, man? <laughs> what the hell, man? A couple of great questions that answer each other. So, the next question comes from Hipster Mountain Troll at Kevaclism. And it's another food-related question. And the question is, how do you feel about ketchup on tuna? This is... uh, (laughs) Are you going to need some time on this? Yeah, my blood pressure is rising already. This is uh, bringing, bringing Matt back into the conversation. Matt is a strong proponent of ketchup on tuna, and I, I probably feel the same way about ketchup on tuna, 
that Matt feels about me eating cold hot dogs and beans and chili (laughs) bristle at the thought. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to say no to ketchup on tuna, but I don't know. I would agree. Yeah. That's a no situation. It's a no situation. So I think Matt is going to have to get back to us with some defense of ketchup on tuna, but thank you very much. Keviclism for that question. All right, we got a couple more here as we're winding it down. And the question is from Yacht Rocker at Economy Bacon on Twitter. And his question is, what's the worst commercial you can remember seeing? Also, I'm good, right? I'll answer the second one first. He is good, definitely. Oh, that's nice. In the worst commercial, um, I don't know, any, uh, pretty much, yeah, I, Man, I, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit because I don't watch TV that much. Okay, and yeah. when I do, it, I mean, we generally DVR and, that, and we're not. We're not. Yep, we're fast forwarding through those ads nowadays. Hmm. I will go with. Uh, I, I, what a stumper! I, 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 <laughs> we gotta. I gotta come back to that one. I gotta phone a friend or something. I, I, I don't have a an friend. answer for it. Don't have quite. We don't have quite the answer at our fingertips just yet, but let that settle into your mind because we got one more question. And the final question comes to us from he called me Greenhorn at what's a Greenhorn? And that person has asked, how's that no stabbing request working out for you? Well, 2018 has been pretty good. I have uh, I've only been stabbed seven times. Uh, I was gonna say is it's a stab free eighteen, but it's not. <laughs> not stab free, but uh, we're I, I'm definitely comping below twenty seventeen numbers, so that it's positive. We got to take it with the the positive from the situation. You're under the average stab <laughs> amount. Correct. I'm, All right. I'm down from last year, so I, I'm taking it as a win. You're trending. Year over year, quarter quarter over quarter, down in the stabbing department. Correct. All right. Well, that's very good to hear. <laughs> I'm sorry that you've been stabbed a few times, but it's good to hear that it's less. It's good to hear that it's less. And any commercial, do you remember? Is anything coming to mind? Um, you know what? I will just go with any any McDonald's commercial that featured Grimace. That's that. It, Grimace is uh, Grimace is just outright terrifying and quite alarming. So any McDonald's commercial that features a grimace, that's that's the answer. Ronald McDonald and friends in the Hamburglar Touch. Ronald Cheeseburgers! That Hamburglar wishes everything he touches would turn to McDonald's cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger? Touch. Touch. Cheeseburger. Don't touch Grimace. <laughs> Okay, I agree. That was awful. Sorry for everyone who had to listen to that. But how did uh, you have that on demand? Like no, that? I just, I just, I just googled uh, a YouTube of um, Grimace McDonald's commercial, and it was horrifying. So if you want to take a look, uh, I definitely recommend googling that and watching the video of the commercial you just heard. It was freaky. Not good. All right. Well, Billy, I think we did it. I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Now, is there anyone you would like to give shout-outs to? Any final words of wisdom or advice? Uh, I, yeah, I'd love to give give some shout-outs. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, how long can I go? You have a couple, like 10, 15 minutes or so? I could just start I know. It's names. a lot. You, you're so beloved. You have so many friends that uh, we couldn't possibly name them all. Um, so maybe you could just give general shout-outs to all your DM room friends, your Twitter associates, um, everyone who asked a question was great. Yeah, they 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 were. And uh, no, I I won't uh, I, I won't try to single anybody out just because I know by by the nature of doing that I'll exclude some people that that shouldn't be excluded. Yep. But I, I, I guess the the shout-out that I will give is to. Anybody that I interact with and uh, on a daily basis, and even some of those folks that I don't interact with on a daily basis, you know, I, I just value the the 
the the friendships that I've developed over you know the last couple of years never would have guessed but uh, it's pretty cool experience so for those folks that are out there that uh, like reading jokes and want to start writing jokes just just start doing it and eventually you know open yourself up to the community and make some friends and have fun Try to make Twitter a positive experience versus uh, versus a negative one. Yes, what a lovely sentiment. Well said, Billy. Thank you very much again for joining me this week on the show. I had a lot of fun. And if there's nothing else, I will wrap it up by playing the theme song. Thanks, Stephen. All right. Thanks, Billy. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. Remember to check out at FOTSPod on Twitter. Send a question for future guests. And I guess that's about it. So (laughs) thanks, Billy. Thanks again. Have a great night. You too. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Billy. I recommend checking him out on Twitter at Y-G-R-E-N-E. It's energy backwards for very funny jokes all the time. Following at FOTS Pod and sending questions for future guests is fun and easy. Following at Skinner Steven is easy. Visiting StevenWSkinner.com for all the past episodes is easy. Subscribing is easy. Leaving a review is easy. <laughs> Thank you to Ruby Coast for the music. Thank you to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thank you for listening. I am Stephen W. Skinner reminding you, have a great one. <laughs> <laughs>